Fuck. <laughs> Hello. Three, two, fuck. <laughs> Three, two, fuck. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 126 of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And we are back with Bond, James Bond, and we're doing Roger Moore. Not Roger Morris, like I've been fucking saying for the past two weeks, but Roger Moore. Um, did I just mute you guys, or did you both mute at the same time? We muted ourselves. Don't don't you tell me how to be. I'm gonna. I I thought I hit a button because I hit my keyboard. I'm like, God, did I mute you guys? Holy no, shit! No, my dog's in the next room, like like slopping water all over the floor. I don't want everyone <laughs> to have to hear it. Oh. Yeah, they don't need to hear. Dogs be dogs. Anyway. We're, uh, we made a mistake last episode. Uh, we said we were yeah, going to watch... You made a mistake. Uh, I made a mistake. <laughs> uh, where I said, live and let die. And then I looked on Google. But Google... I, I'm going to blame this on fucking Google, okay? Because I wrote Roger Moore Bond movies in order. And it gave it to me out of order. It showed fucking A View to Kill as the second slot after Live and Let Die. Uh <laughs> The man with the golden gun is supposed to be number two. Uh, so, anyway, we're gonna be discussing that soon. But we're gonna dive into what the hell we've been watching, playing, or doing. I'm gonna get this out of the way. I beat Max Payne two uh, finally as my unfinished business for Accelerated Gamer. I still need to sit. I still need to do my uh, singing of Whitney Houston song so I can give that to Andy. Uh, that will be this weekend because uh, we have to get something done with that quickly. Um, what else did I do? I played Rogue Company with some online friends, and then I watched, uh, you guys ever see a movie Secret Window with Johnny Depp? Negative. A long time ago, back when it was new. It's pretty interesting. I, I kind of called the ending. I'm not going to spoil it for people. Um, but imagine Alan Wake, the game, just, uh... I, I can't say anything without spoiling it. Just imagine Alan Wake just with a twist. Uh, there was no really twist in Alan Wake, in my opinion. So just imagine that. Um, What else did I see? I watched one more horror movie. Oh, it was a shitty one. Um, <laughs> I watched the, the reboot of Blair Witch. Uh, Why? Why did you do that to yourself? Because I wanted to see how it is, and it just... It, why can't they come up with like better storyline? Like they always have to have like, oh, the the brother of the sister, the first movie is, uh, you know, wants to visit the area and see what happens. Everybody's been dying there. Why would you do that? Anyway, mm. I digress. Uh, but that's all I've been doing. Uh, and I'm just hyped for you know next week is the next gen consoles. I will be getting both uh, Xbox. I almost said Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and I will be getting the PS5. So, anyway, Zach, what have you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, still been playing Super Mario 64 lately. Uh, I just play it in little spurts, but I'm get I'm getting further. Uh, right. I think I'm over halfway through the game now. But um, I mostly watched some movies this last week. Uh, I watched. Halloween one two, it was I've seen Halloween before, but it was like it was like Saturday night. It was you know how you know and I was just like I won't watch Halloween. Then I'm gonna watch Halloween two, which I'd never seen before. I I'd never oh, saw wow. the other movies. Yeah, watch them back to back is the way to do it. 
Yeah, it was it was cool. I liked it. It, it was a, they did some things I did not expect. There were more explosions than I thought there would be in a Halloween movie. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, and then I learned like from the new one that came out that they somehow made Halloween 2 not canon anymore. Correct. Which is like weird. I don't know how to feel about that now. Um now I also watched a uh I was just trying to do a horror movie blitz before the night was over. I watched um, this movie called Hellmaster. <laughs> it was just something in the, the Amazon Prime feed that was like, look, look at all these Halloween movies. And I I was just looking for a random one to kind of play in the background while I was doing something else. Jerking and it. it was fucking terrible. What, it's, the guy wasn't a master of hell or what? <laughs> no. It was like... Uh, I... I don't often say movies are like terrible with like no redeeming qualities. This is one of them. <laughs> like you can't well, you even finished like... it, right? Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I fucking finished it. That's awesome. but, but like, it, like I can't even say like, oh, you could get drunk and laugh at this movie because it's not even good like that. It's just bad. It's just not executed well. The plot is all over the place. It's like these kids go to this college and. They find out that there was a guy who was a professor that was like apparently um, using some kind of ring that had the blue oyster cult symbol on it and branding them on the forehead. And he was turning them into like weird mutant zombies. Nice. And I, then there's like a guy who was a cop who was hunting them down. And they were shooting them with a crossbow with syringes full of acid and that kills them mm-hmm. for some reason. But they use acid to mind control the, the zombies, too, at the same time. So it's I don't know. It was, it was retarded. <laughs> but um, do not recommend. Do recommend Halloween 2. <laughs> and of course, the original. Is that all? That's, I was, oh, I was also reading uh, X-Men Vignettes Volume 2, which is like a uh, collection of backup stories. Just little shorter stories in the at the end of like an issue or something like that. Uh, they're all written by Chris Claremont, who was like the main writer for X-Men for like a really long time. And they're good. They're usually like more personal stories or something, just smaller personal or some kind of character building story that has to do with just one character in particular. I I do have to read more X-Men. Um, my friend is trying to get me into the house of M. Um That'd be a weird place to like dive in. That would be. I don't know about that, man. I honestly would recommend going back and reading just old X Men that uh, Chris Claremont wrote because mm, he yeah. was the guy that's pretty much responsible for writing X Men as everybody knows them now. Like everything that everybody knows about the X Men, he's the one that came up with all that stuff. Really. Mm-hmm. I have new that's X. It. I have all the new X Men uh, comics, so. I have that in my back burner that I, I bought a long time ago, but hmm. I digress. Andy, what have you been watching, playing, or doing? Man, I didn't play shit. I didn't play any games, but I did watch some stuff. I watched uh, I watched Night of the Living Dead, which is classic. Whatever, it's great. I won't talk too much about it. Um, I watched the new episode of Mandalorian, and like you know, we got all excited, fanboy, especially about that last shot. Uh. And I watched, I don't, I got into some YouTube stuff. I, I randomly discovered this guy who does videos about old anime, specifically from the 80s and the 70s. Um, what's his name? Kenny Lauderdale or something like that. 
some nobody, but I mean, he's getting popular, I guess. And watched like every fucking one of his videos. Um, and in one of them, he recommended this series, Armor Hunter Mellow Link. It's the dumbest name ever, but it's like <laughs> a spinoff of a series I've also never seen called um, Armored Trooper Votom or whatever. And it's just this guy with this big fuck off anti tank rifle that like fights uh, these these mecha. I've watched the first several episodes of it. It's fucking great. I love it. There's never been a U.S. release of it, so people just like fan subbed it and put it on YouTube. It's really good. Um, all the Votom stuff is made by Sunrise, so it all has the same sound effects as Gundam, which is really distracting sometimes. Like their their machine guns sound exactly like Zaku machine guns, and when they walk, it makes that like twang twang sound that they make in Gundam. But it's uh. Votoms is like Votoms are way smaller than Gundams, but it's more hard sci-fi instead of all the kooky like space psychic bullshit that Gundam gets into. It's ba- basically every, I, from what I understand, all of Robo Trooper Votom is like AMS team all the time, pretty much. It's all like military hard sci-fi kind of stuff, except there's 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 no like weird pacifist as the protagonist. They're all like assholes and grizzled soldiers and stuff as far as i understand like that's i've been reading into it because i think i'm going to get into the series after watching this is just like a 12 episode ova that is a spinoff of that but so far it's really cool it's like this guy was like betrayed and there's a there's an armistice now and he's just going around like killing all these old officers that had like betrayed him and a bunch of other guys it's uh it's pretty badass so far it's on youtube for free i do recommend it if you like mecha anime yeah uh, send a link to me I like fucking. What are you drinking, by the way? Huh? Oh me? Yeah. Um. Uh. It's another Noctera beer. Sunscream. It's their summer wheat. Huh. More of a. It's more of a summer beer, but uh, I I have two left, and I just needed something easy to drink. So nice. it's got a real eye catching thing, right? It's all bright and shit. Yeah, it's like uh. It had like an eighties feel to it, like the night wave kind of shit going on. Yeah, it's got it's like it's it's like palm trees and all this other like cityscape vaporwave bullshit. Mm-hmm. Anything else you've been watching, or is that it? No, that's pretty much been it. Like I said, a bunch of that that old anime kind of YouTube stuff, and then I got into Armor Hunter Mellow Link, and yeah, just the new episode of Mandalorian, which. I loved, everyone loved. I don't want to talk about it too much, though, because it's just the first episode. I know a lot of people haven't seen it. I do have to bring this up because we kind of just brushed off of it a little bit. So, Zach, you weren't here last episode. What happened? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I had a, uh, an engagement, and uh, I couldn't break it off. So I called in a, a favor. From the heavens? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Macho Man uh, took it took your notes and he just you know said what you you would say and it was kind of weird that he kind of looked like you a little bit but uh, I guess you guys are a brother from another mother right we have a, we have a connection. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I think we should get this out of the, not in a bad way but like well it is a bad way because of what happened but uh, for respect of the first James Bond, uh, rest in peace. Sean Connery, um, he passed away. What was it like two days ago? Very recently. I think yeah. it was Saturday. At the ripe old age of ninety, though. Yeah, he lived a pretty long time. Yep, 
It felt really weird because that just happened like right before we were starting the Roger Moore stuff, and it kind of felt like we're doing the wrong thing. But we're go back and listen to all of our Connery episodes, please, because mm-hmm. they're great. I'm really proud of all those. Hey, those were fun. And you never know. Maybe we will, uh, in honor of Sean Connery, have a Sean Connery ranking. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but yes, rest in peace. Does anybody know how he died? Because I didn't read into it. I'm just guessing probably. He was 90. So yeah. Uh, according yeah. to what I could find, it was just complications from a long illness. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he just got sick and died. I guess he was old. Yep. All right. Well, uh, kind of sucks that. I guess he he went out on a high note in his film career, but his last film was Extraordinary... uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's it's not a high note. No, the last time he acted, but he provided his voice to a couple things, including like a really shitty CG movie in Britain or something. I can't remember what it's called now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's weird. I was reading a bunch of quotes from him and stuff. And it seemed like it was funny because, like, at the end of his career, he was just kind of like, "This Hollywood's becoming stupid. I don't want to do this anymore." It's like the people that want to make movies and the people that decide who gets to make the movies are they're dumb, and there's just a huge divide between them. I'm yeah. out. And he left. <laughs> I I kind of want to say something controversial, but I'm just gonna keep it to myself because we are on Facebook, so <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, I'll say it off the air. Uh, <laughs> just somebody remind me what I what I was going to say. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's get into some Roger Moore. Live and let die. So, mm, mm, sorry, every time I hear the title, I think about the, the Wings song. I think about Paul the Guns N' Roses song. Huh? They did a cover of it. You didn't know that? Oh, no, I've never heard it. Really? It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. No, no, I'm, t- I'm talking to Andy. Really? You never heard the Guns N' Roses version? I've only ever heard the Paul McCartney and Wings version. You too, bet, sucker, when we're done. Mm-hmm. All right. So I will say the intro music, fucking top-notch, Paul McCartney. Can't go wrong with that. Generally speaking, people agree this is one of the best Bond themes. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the story, I kind of want to say it was all over the place. Um, <laughs> Roger Moore is interesting. Because one, I think his fighting is very hokey. Do you guys agree with that at all? I think everything is hokey. <laughs> Somewhat. Like, sometimes, like, is he doing most of his stunts through these movies? Because it looks like it is him. It looks like it, but that might be the point. I, I was under the impression he doesn't do a lot of the major stunts. I guess it I, just hate, I hate to say it, but I know I know the least about all the Roger Moore movies. I meant to like brush up on my, you know, fill in some of the holes in my knowledge for the sake of the podcast. But I mean, October came around, and then this kind of snuck up on me, and I forgot about it. But and again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Roger Moore is like my least favorite Bond, and that's not fair because he's still pretty good, but. I don't know if he does his own stunts, and I don't know a lot of other stuff. It a lot in a lot of the shots where he's having fights, just just fist fights with guys. It looked like it was him. Like I was almost a hundred percent sure it was him. I was like kind of surprised by that, but it could be just the stunt double they have looks a lot like him. It's definitely him. In uh, there's a martial arts sequence. This is jumping ahead way. A lot, but there's martial arts sequence in Man with a Golden Gun, and that's him. And you can yeah. tell because he's awful. 
<laughs> yeah, he's not that he does that good. weird like side kick thing. It hits the guy. Oh man, it looks so bad. Oh, <laughs> it makes me laugh. But with Sean Connery, like his fight scenes, even though he had a stunt double and everything, it looked good. Um with fucking <laughs> Roger Moore, he would go like ugh, and like the guy would just like sell it pretty late and everything. And I was they like, start shooting these movies so different. Like uh, uh, Guy Hamilton's back for both of these movies. He directed both of the movies we're going to talk about. He directed the entire J.W. Pepper duology. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it, I, I feel like there's a different cinematographer or something. Shots are there's so many shots that are pulled way back. The more they get into the Bond series, all the shots have got to be further back for some reason. Do you guys notice that? There's more like outside, like I can see a lots of extra stuff shots. Yeah, it seems like there's more sweeping or like they they pulled back more kind of thing, and it it feels like it's filmed very differently. I thought like watching this one, I'm like, well, this definitely looks like a movie made in the '70s. That was like my first thought. Like, like I said, that director is back, but I I think there's there's something different as far as cinematography, or maybe just like from where the technology advanced, they got like new cameras and stuff, and different stuffs happening. I will say the obviously the budget's bigger, right, in this film compared to yeah. past ones. Uh, yeah. I do like the New York City shots, but I'm kind of biased on that because I am from New York. Um, so I was digging the the shots that were taken in Manhattan, uh, especially when they were getting into like the Central Park area uh, where the Empire State Building is and everything. So they had to capture that. Uh, I will say this, and this is... <laughs> I know you guys are probably going to make a joke out of this, but I did not care... Uh, for any of the bad guys in this film. Like, the only interesting person I found in this film was Solitaire. Uh, is that her name? The fucking... The tarot uh, card reader? The, yeah. The yeah. I, you don't like... I mean, I like... Um, I really like the reveal that Mr. Big is actually uh, the guy whose name I forget, the main bad guy. Kanganga or whatever? Kananga. Yeah, Doctor Kananga. Doctor yeah. Kananga, because you're, he, it's like they're working together. Like one of them's, one of them's the, um, he's at he's speaking at the UN and he's like a, a windbag or whatever. And then the other one's like, you know, Harlem drug lord, gangster criminal, and yeah. he's like doing he's doing the act. He's doing the the not ebonics, but he's he's speaking like a thug or whatever, and then he like takes the mask off he's like it's me motherfucker so answer my question <laughs> i didn't expect that but i always noticed like when mr big was on screen i was looking at him i was like what's wrong with his face yeah that's what that's what i <laughs> that's what i kept on doing i was like is he trying to be like a a doll or something like you know the you know like the nsync video where the, the bye 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 music video where they all look like doll faces and stuff that's what I kept on looking at, like Mr. Big. I was like, "What? Why does he have a no, doll face?" I was more of a Backstreet Boys fan, man. I, I can't help you there, but like, <laughs> uh, no, it's just like I kept looking at him. Like, does he have like a condition? Like, what's wrong with that guy? That's one of the things. Uh, another thing that happens in both of these movies. Once again, there's a lot of effects that didn't didn't transfer well to high definition. I think people are used to seeing these on their shitty TVs and in movie theaters in the 70s, 
And maybe you couldn't tell as well that it was a guy wearing like a bunch of nonsense on his face back then. Pro, yeah. Probably. Uh, and then we're, we're all watching it in high definition. Like I watched it on Blu-ray, Zach. I'm pretty sure you did too. Mm-hmm. So now there's a lot of effects that like mm, really jump out at you. Like uh, again, I hate to jump around movies, but like when Scaramanga's uh, car plane is in the air, you're like, <laughs> oh man, that is so a model. That looks awful. I hate it. <laughs> totally a model. Um. Oh, uh, what do I want to say? Um, the chick, the, the the black chick. What was her name? The the cl- Rosie. No, it was uh, Rosie. Yeah. Oh. What, it, when I first saw her, I was like, "Wow, they they're kind of making her like stupid." And they did this two in a row, by the way. Like, even though she was a, a part of the bad team. Like Hers the, was an act, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but the, like both movies, there were just like these clumsy agents, and especially Goodbye and uh, the Man with the Golden Gun. Like, oh, you mean Good Night? Good Night. What? God damn it! <laughs> You're fucking up everybody's names in these movies. I don't fucking Dang. write this shit down, and they all have fucking stupid names. Especially the one in uh, the the Asian chick in the fucking the pool in the second movie. What was her name? Fucking Chumi. Yeah. He'll remember Francisco Scaramanga, though. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I remember. You'll, you'll remember that name every time. Uh, but what do you guys think? I guess my favorite part was what Andy said, is when we got the reveal about Mr. Big. But I kind of like his plot a little bit, because legitimately that's what drug dealers do to get fucking profit. It's like, we're going to give everybody a, a, like a free or a discounted like drug, and they're all gonna get hooked, and I'm gonna make fucking millions of dollars. And I was like, and he's gonna drive the competition out of business because he's giving the product away. And then once they're all gone, he's gonna start charging for his product. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say, this is the first time, the first Bond villain. Like, I, I was like, wow, I could actually see this happening. Like every other Bond film is like, I'm gonna create this evil, uh, like device, and you're all gonna die. And this guy's like, I'm just gonna do heroin and make a lot of money. Fuck you. Hey, go. Hey, uh, Goldfinger was stealing money. Yeah. That's yeah, all he was doing. I mean, part, like, I get it. Like, it's a little more believable. It's about just crime. But it seems like a step down from, like, the Cold War to me. <laughs> it kind of does. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just a heroin kingpin now. Mm-hmm. There's something else I got to say about this, though. This whole movie, like, it's weird. I, I have mixed feelings on it. It looks like at first, the first half of it, I kind of felt was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And, like it was kind of playing it straight for the most part as straight as bond movies can, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and then the second half at, at a certain point, it just goes crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the boat chase goes on for like fucking two hours. Oh my God. And then they're like, okay, we're in new Orleans, but now we have to go back to the Caribbean. And the, the, I don't know, the movie like, forgets what it's doing or something at some point. Uh, I hate it. I hate that. It's New York. And then Jamaica. the Caribbean and the New Orleans and then the exact same location of the Caribbean. That's dumb. I hate I, it. I got to say about Dr. Kananga's gang and his operation, those motherfuckers are more well-organized and on point than fucking Spectre. Spectre. Yeah. That, that I could not let that go. I'm like, what the fuck? How can these guys just track him so well? It's like he's got guys everywhere. I do. <laughs> I do like the idea that like even like a shoe shine, a cabbie or whatever, they're all like part of this network. I could it's, buy that in one city. Yeah, in a city. 
not in three different locations. Um, uh, I mean, not not all of New York, mind you. We're talking about Harlem. Yeah, he was just in Harlem, and then it's the same thing in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and then it's the same thing in the Caribbean. The Caribbean makes sense, though. That's like his home operation, his base. But- and all the all the trap doors, all the trick walls. That that it got to the point where like when he was in New Orleans and he was waiting there him and Felix Leiter were waiting on that uh that other FBI guy to show up. And they're just he's like, hang on, I've got a phone call to make. Felix Leiter walks away and he's just sitting there by himself. I'm like, I swear to God, if he goes through a trap door, there's an elevator in the floor, they've taken it too far this time. Yep, they did. And then it happened, and I was like, this is just fucking silly now. How many times can he fall for that? Vaughn says he had a bad turn in a booth one time. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's another thing that the Roger Moore era does is they turn all these puns up to like a thousand. There's like one a scene now. I noticed that sometimes they make me go okay, and then sometimes yeah, they I, do make me yeah, laugh. You're really clever, yeah. <laughs> um, I also want to bring this up in every Bond movie. Everybody's a terrible driver, especially just driving after Bond. I like, I get it. You're gonna try to maneuver and shit. But they just do fucking, I'm just going to crash into a plane. I'm going to do, do this flip that me- means nothing. Like when they were doing the motorcycle scene, like unnecessary, just fucking flying off of the hill and shit. You, you ever play Spycraft dubs? You know what happens when you roll one when you're driving a fucking car? <laughs> That's what happens. They, they just have low driving skill. They suck. Yep. They're, they're, they're a bunch of low-level losers. Fucking, <laughs> I... I <laughs> Listen, you talked about the boat scene being too long. The fucking airplane scene was too fucking long, too. Um, I mean, I chuckled a little bit. Like, are you my instructor? And, like, she... I actually thought that part was kind of funny. I don't know. (laughs) But, like, then at the end, I was like, oh, wow, that was just way too long. And I... I don't think a plane. That's, that's would, what you guys got to look forward to in the Roger Moore era. That's all they do is these stupid, goofy set pieces all the goddamn time. Every scene has a pun in it. Uh, ancillary characters. J.W. Pepper, anyone? Come on. Just <clears throat> these movies. That's why they're my least favorite. I still enjoy <laughs> them. They're still enjoyable movies. But it's like you watch this and then you watch any Sean Connery movie and you're like, ah, what happened? <laughs> yeah, fucking. J- jw pepper like what the fuck was that that's that's what i'm saying the other half of this movie it's like okay i can i can accept this they're playing it pretty straight for bond movie roger moore's different he seems to be more of a gentle gentlemanly kind of guy whereas sean connery would talk shit to your face in a really sarcastic way and it would be funny well he changes in the fucking second one we'll get, we'll get, we'll get to that he got. He, I guess he heard some criticism and was just like, "All right, fine." He starts fucking hitting women and shit, and he's breaking <laughs> their arms. I was like, "Oh, damn, okay." But um, man, at that point where they're in Louisiana, it's like I feel like the whole movie just changes, and I swear to God, it felt like I was watching a different movie for like half an hour. Yep. Yeah, the ending, <laughs> like near the like last two acts of the the movie. I'm gonna be frank with you guys. I checked out. I, I was just like. All right, can we get to the ending already? Let's see how Bond like defeats a villain. And is this a gag now? Because I know, like in Sean Connery movie, and then um, I forget the other guy, the one movie guy that we watch. Like they always have to have George Lazenby. Yeah, 
Like, they always have to have, like, oh, it's the end, but there's one more villain. Just they're going to do that every time. Just yeah. like every Bond movie is going to open with, shoot, and then the circle's going to go down, and it's going to open to an action sequence at the beginning of the movie. You, you, that Every movie is going to end with, oh, they're safe. They're not safe. Yeah. I, I, safe. I, I like that, though. I do like that. It's like a slasher movie. It's like... Yeah. They're safe, or any horror, really. Okay, they're safe, and at the end, it's like, Barr! they were never safe. I mean, then we'll, we'll get to it. The second movie, um, <laughs> the, but, boat, uh, the boat scene, I think, killed this movie, though. Almost, God, that boat. That, there's just an extended chase sequence with yeah. them in speedboats. It's just silly, and it's too long, and like J.W. Pepper's like. Oh, my, my brother-in-law, Jim Bob, again, he's got the fastest boat on the bayou. And he calls him up and, like, you know, the the the, the villain, the henchman, like, steals his boat. He's like, here he comes. Here comes Jim Bob. If one side of the family doesn't get him, the other side will get him. And, like, the two guys look at it, and it's a black guy. And they look at him like, what? And it's supposed to be like, motherfucker, you don't think his brother-in-law could be black? Racist? <laughs> you think his sister's? Oh, they, there's no way. Of course, uh, yeah, knowing the way he acts, it seems pretty far fetched. But at the same time, it's like, God damn, settle down, racists. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of shit in this movie that's like, mm, that wouldn't. That's kind of racist. I don't know if you could do that. <laughs> hold on. But, oh, jeez. But um, yeah, like I I timed that segment though. It was thirty minutes. Really? Just the boat chases? It's 30 minutes long. And I'm like, what the fuck is so long? There's like there's like two or three good Hold on, guys. Cut those stunts out and put those right in there. Like where where the boat jumps over the So we were talking about the boat scene, by the way. 30 minutes. That's all I heard before I had to get Yeah, because it kept going on. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I I think I was just randomly checking how much time was left in the movie because I was, I was going to do something else after it was over <clears throat> and I was like, okay, I'm like an hour and 20 some minutes in. And then after that boat scene started dragging on so much, I checked it again because I was like, when the fuck is this going to end? It was 30 minutes long. <laughs> it's just it's like it's unnecessary. It's just not, it's not that entertaining. It should have been five or 10 minutes. They were just awfully proud of that that boat stuff in the bayou, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I couldn't think of, like, in the, all the other movies, they, they always, you know, Sean Connery drives a car. or He flies a helicopter, a silly helicopter. But those scenes only last five or ten minutes. The There's two boat scenes, anyway, from both movies. Like I, I, I noticed that in the second one. I'm like, are they doing another boat thing again? <laughs> There's no more boats in this goddamn movie, but they're tiny boats now. Now it's funny because J.W. Pepper turns up at the boat scene for each movie. It's like it's again. You know, in in that movie though, it's a boat scene, and then it turns into a car chase, and then it turns into an airplane. Kind of neat. It's kind of cool. Uh, oh, uh, live and let die. I, I used to think I liked this movie a lot more, but I think it's because I read the book. This was the first of the novels that I read. How different is the book from the movie? So different. Uh, Very- there's like, like Bond spends several days in New York and Harlem. And like uh, that scene where the booth flips around 
that's mm-hmm. way longer. Like he has an extended conversation with Mr. Big about all kinds of different stuff. And he meets Solitaire and talks to her a lot more. And Solitaire is supposed to be black. Duh. Like it's, it's so weird that she's not like, I kept thinking, is she like half black is what's going on here? No, she's played by a white actress. Why? That doesn't make any sense. She's from, she's from that Island of the Caribbean. She should have been black. Right. Am I crazy? Yeah. Maybe Roger Moore is a racist and he just didn't want to kiss. But then again, he almost he kissed, kissed his black women all the time in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did. He already did. I maybe, I don't know. Yeah, because the, the intro, too, in the intro, it's just, it's there's always ladies in the intro. This time it was all black ladies. Yeah. Mm. And I was just I, like, I don't, so, I don't understand why they cast Solitaire. They whitewashed her. The, Fucking I, Hollywood, man. I, I guess they did. I mean, there's no way, there's no getting around that one. But yeah, the movie's like way different. Like, uh, I, I like the whole um, the 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 slow jazz band thing in the first that quarter. Cool. That that's a really cool way to kill people. That's not in the book, but in the book they like capture people and feed them to sharks instead instead of alligators. And um, that part where they're trying to meet the other agent, Felix gets captured. And I can't remember if it's in Live and Let Die or it's another. I think they recycle this premise in a different Bonds movie. So I won't spoil too much of it. But Felix gets captured and sharks are involved. Mm. Okay. I think. I can't remember if it's in one of the movies or if I'm misremembering that. I totally, anyway. for, I totally forgot that Mr. Big got inflated and then blew up. Oh my god, it looks awful. Uh, <laughs> did you guys notice that like the, the, the screen gets all like grainy and terrible? It's because their stunt looked really bad. I'm mm-hmm. sure of it. I'm sure they filmed it and they're like, oh, this looks like trash. <laughs> I always wondered what that one was from. That because I've seen that clip and I was like, I knew I just knew it was from a James Bond movie, Roger Moore. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? What did I, I just I, say? I think like, it's far away one of the worst effects in any James Bond movie, any of them. It's it, it looks really bad and it's car it's 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 Looney Tunes. It got a laugh out of me though. He's like in he's in there with sharks, just let the sharks eat him. That's a cool death. No, he had to blow him up with a gas thing that makes him blow up like a balloon and then he explodes. <laughs> And then Bond follows it up with like not a very good pun. I can't remember what he said. He, he had said an inflated he, ego. Huh? Inflated ego. That's it. I was like, really? That one doesn't. I, it doesn't. Okay, I guess we're. I thought he said inflated opinion or something. Well, like yeah, that. something. Same thing, basically. Yeah, yeah. He had a real inflated opinion of himself or something. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna have to say like I, again, repeating what Zach said. Like the first half of the movie, I was like. Oh, you know, this is you know, this is going somewhere, and then it just falls off. I, yeah, it's it's they waste so much cool potential because it's like Bond is used to dealing with like Russian agents and Spectre and Smirsh and all this other stuff, and he goes to Harlem and immediately gets picked out and immediately gets captured. And I do, you know, I I prefer the extended he gets to talk to Mr. Big and learn some stuff about the organization. But I do like that he comes out. This is the guy who followed you up here. Take him out back and kill him. And then he just goes in the next room like, hey, fuck you. I'm not even going to talk to you. <laughs> I, I, I like that immediately they're like, these, these people are a threat. They've captured Bond right away. Mm. And of course, of course, the, the cops like, well, you're a white guy in Harlem. What did you expect to happen, you idiot? <laughs> so right away, there's like the stakes are pretty good. And they oh, it's just right downhill from there. Yeah, yeah after like. <laughs> After like the tenth time, like he got captured, I'm like, I mean, I know Bond is never gonna die because there's seven fucking Roger Moore movies, but at the same time, I'm like, we get it. 
this is not a place for Bond. He's not familiar with New York and the the urban climate and everything. So this is like new territory. The um, urban climate. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It just it, it was an okay film. I mean, I won't say it's bad, um, but it, 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 bad. it's not it's bad. Not yeah. I feel like the the moment where it really started falling apart is when he actually met with Solitaire the second time in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. It's just like he, he got to her, and then it was like they banged, and it was just like right after that the plot fell apart. <laughs> as well as her powers. Oh, we got to talk about that. Yeah. I hate that this movie has like, I guess voodoo and tarot reading is real? It has to be because of a certain scene. Yeah, for for the plot to work, it, it it's it's a plot because she knows everything that's happening because she has the the sight that whatever, and um, and then like kind of the 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 voodoo stuff seems real, especially the stinger, which is dumb because it's part of the voodoo magic, but I like it because it's it's cool. At the very end, when um Baron Samedi is sitting on the front of the train, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, there's a like I like that part by the way where he's just like going in with uh, um Quarrel Jr. <laughs> I was yeah. like Quarrel Jr. It's like yeah, his Quarrel son. Jr. Yeah. Okay. Why do they look the same age? <laughs> he's also bigger than his dad. Anyway, <laughs> like he's just going in there with like a 44 Magnum and shit. I'm like, "Yes. Why? <laughs> I wondered that. I was like, why does he have a big fuck off gun now?" <laughs> because fuck them. That's why. <laughs> One of my favorite parts, though, is when they summon Baron Semeni and he's standing there, and Bond's like, "Bam, bam!" like blows the dummy apart, and then you're hearing it- laugh. That is pretty cool. But again, I, this hocus pocus magic stuff doesn't feel right in James Bond. Was that a dummy, though? I don't know. That's the, like, does he reincarnate? That, that was the way I took it. It was him, and he shot him, and then it was like. Because he shoots the top of his head off, and you see his eyes go like, "Oh, look, the top of my head's missing." Oh, my and then it, he regenerates, and he laughs at him, and then he throws him in a coffin full of snakes. snakes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And he's like, "Ah!" And then yeah, he shows up at the end, like you're saying. I fucking hate that ending. Oh, what? Oh, it's it's so creepy and cool. It, like it's it. creepy and cool, but it's like, again, like you you have this you had this villain that is very real and then he just throw this voodoo shit and i just i don't care for the voodoo stuff he was like, like I, said, I, don't, I don't care for the voodoo stuff but i, I liked the image mm-hmm. yeah um i one more thing i want to bring up it's pretty much the beginning of the movie where you know uh, they're on new orleans and they're like whose fru- funeral is this it's yours it stabs him <laughs> <laughs> and they put him in the casket i i was like oh shit and every time well, like the second time I saw the the crew coming around, I'm like, oh no, so they're gonna stab him again. <laughs> they got they got his FBI contact. You don't see it. You never mm. see that guy again. So you just know that's what happened. You know, like they they showed you this is what happens when this band comes around, and then they just they let you. Yeah, that's 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 good. That's that's a good movie tool. All right, let's get to a good movie, The Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah. Um. Kind of interesting that we saw the Wicker Man with Christopher Lee. Now we're seeing Christopher Lee in a James Bond film. What is like? Do we? Is that's very like uh, synchronicity stuff going on, uh, where we're watching one thing and they show up in another. Like we just watched fucking Sean Connery and James Bond, and now he's dead. 
<laughs> like, well, I mean, the other way to look at it, we're on what episode like 129 or 30? 126. Or 126. We've watched so many movies. There's going to be some some cutover at this point. Yeah, yeah, but Christopher Lee was like last week. So anyway, uh, one thing I want to get out of the way. The midget. I mean, he's knick-knack. funny. Knickknack. He's funny. Um, don't see him as a threat. They they obviously use that in the film that he's not really a threat that much. Um, he's more of an annoyance than a threat, in my opinion. Uh, but I gotta admit, the Christopher Lee and the midget the combo. I don't know why it it, it works, but it works. Well, because Christopher Lee is like nine goddamn feet tall or something. <laughs> yeah. And Christopher he's got that Lee presence, man. And Christopher Lee, uh, with the with the triple nipple uh, thing the going superfluous on, whatever memory gland, <laughs> memory gland, a third <laughs> nipple, sir. That's like the first thing you see in this movie, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> really weird way to start. <laughs> um, the plot of this movie is weird, but weird in a good way. Um, it also makes more sense and is more cohesive. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I by the way, I like that the obviously this is where the golden gun comes from in in the game, right? Is this? Oh movie? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's an assassin. What's that guy's name again? So I don't fuck it up. Francisco Scaramanga. Yeah, and I actually like that this movie is China, uh, China, as uh, <laughs> China. <laughs> mostly asiatic areas like, yeah mm-hmm. I, I, I guess part of it technically takes place in china but just an island of it but otherwise it's like macau hong kong thailand uh yeah thailand bangkok mm-hmm. so it's like you could say china because he's, they say it's in the china waters at the end but it's not technically it doesn't go to mainland china or anything the the beginning of this movie kind of reminded me of uh from russia with love uh, where the other spy was like training to kill James Bond, and like James Bond was in that whatever funhouse that they had going on in that island with Scaramago. He mm-hmm. had the wax dummy of him. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's. Kind of, I mean, it's probably not what they're, where they're getting it from, but I'm like, oh, I kind of resemble it towards that, uh, where their their main goal is to get rid of him because he's gonna be in the movie. Um, so the plot of this movie is to get solar energy to make a weapon. Yeah, the energy crisis. Mm-hmm. Well, not just a weapon. Bond, the mission that uh, M takes Bond off of is to find that missing scientist who has the Solex. They need the Solex so that they can convert solar power more efficiently into actual power like they just need energy it's it's not about weapons it's just about power plants Mm. bond seemed more angry in this film than anything because every time he was a step behind he was pissed uh he wasn't he didn't have the same charm and uh ego like he did in the first movie live and let die uh, 
this one he kind of seemed a little on edge. He was smacking up women. Uh, he was almost gonna shoot a guy in the nuts to find out where uh, the bullets. Uh, I like that scene. Yeah. By the way, I I like that. What, what, you had to push the butt of the gun, and then that—that's that, how you shot it. Yeah, because the guy lost lost his two fingers, his thumb and his index finger, so he's got to squeeze the other three fingers to fire. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. He, he in the other films, like Sean Connery, he did slap up women, but he never got like hostile enough to kill somebody for an answer. Unless oh, I, man, I can't wait till we watch the Timothy Dalton movies now. <laughs> It's going to shock your pants right off, buddy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, I took like his more serious demeanor in this movie. I took to be like, it's personal because they like threaten him specifically. He thinks he thinks Scaramanga is like, I'm coming for you, Bond. I'm going to kill your ass. But it turns out to not be true, obviously. Mm. And what's with, what's with all these Bond movies? Like, James Bond gets to walk freely when they're in, like, the compound. Like, this dude gets away so many fucking times in every movie possible. That's it, part of what he's doing. Like, you, you mentioned before, like, he gets captured a lot. But I think sometimes it's advantageous for Bond to get captured. I think sometimes that helps a lot because he gets, like, in uh, Goldfinger and, of course, also in this he gets captured and like the villain just tells him everything. They yeah. just they just want to look how fucking smart I am. I need someone to like look at what I've done and understand how brilliant I am. And that's that's what Bond is to them. And I think he knows that. I think there's there's something in the writing of the character of James Bond. It's like he uses sex as a weapon, uh he's he's distant and composed, but also it's like he understands that all of these uh, megalomaniacs they need to tell someone what they've done. Mm-hmm. They they can't just get away with it. They they've got they someone has to know how smart I am, and I think he plays to that. Yeah, like nar, nar, narcissus. Sorry, <laughs> just brought out the you just pulled a Bobby Heen in there. Yeah, uh, but anyway, like I was talking to my friend last night. Uh, last night when I was watching these movies, and I'm like, man, all these. All these Bond villains, all they got to do is put a bullet in Bond. Like, they always got to do this big, like, I'm going to put you in this missile and you're going to blow up. Or I'm going to put this laser beam by your fucking, your nuts and you're, I'm going to slice you in half. Like, just fucking kill him. Because there's some, and, and I get it, it's a movie. You, you won't have a movie if the, the Bond villain just shoots him in the face. But there is multiple times where you have Bond there. And they always got to do this, I'm going to brag about killing the world or taking over the world or or you know i'm smarter than you bond kind of thing going on but you got to remember a big part of what scaramanga wants is that duel at the end yeah like he could he could easily kill bond like 30 times in this movie he could he even says it oh i could have i could have blown your plane up before you even landed because i got this this solar laser or whatever that's not what he wants though he wants that duel he wants to take him into the fun house and outsmart him he needs a challenge. And that's that's what it was at the beginning of the movie. He's like assassinating some gangster or something. And that's that's the challenge. Like he doesn't even start with his gun and knickknacks like pushing all the buttons and mocking him and being a dick. Mm-hmm. That's that's what he wants. That challenge. He wants a duel. Two Titans, he says. Yeah, two besides, Titans. Go ahead. I was, gonna say, I was just going to say, besides that, like, or do you think the phrase they're, they're, they're rambling like a Bond villain comes from? Yeah. Is this, it turned into a whole thing? 
Yeah, he invented this trope. Yeah. I think, like, obviously with me, there's, like, a handful of Bond movies that I need to watch in order to get my attention. A lot of them, they, again, with the boat scenes going on forever, like, cars flying off of, like, odd areas and shit. And, like, all this talk of villains kind of make me bored. Mm. And I, I don't know if that's a... I don't know if that's what everybody else feels like. Obviously, like if you're a Bond fan, you're always gonna like that. But like, you better you, I, you better stock up on caffeine for the rest of Roger Moore month. Then I'll tell you that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I dr- now there's there's definite high points. Bond goes to space. You got that to look forward to. Jaws is about to turn up. Jaws is a pretty cool motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, though, this has one of my favorite Bond car stunts ever. When they when they launch that AMC, what is a javelin, a matador? What is it? Oh, it's a. I had it up. Hang on, keep talking. But they launched that AMC over that that corkscrew ramp. They fucking did that stunt. That's a practical stunt. There, it's it's seventies. There's no fucking computers. They actually got that car and did that trick. It's so cool. It looks great. It it makes that whole chase worthwhile. I love that stunt. It's one of the best car stunts in any James Bond movie. That's that, a, that is an AMC Hornet X. Hornet X. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I but, think the Matt, uh, Chris <laughs> makes Lincoln me want an AMC. That was a great commercial. I noticed that it was like when he was walking on the street. There's like AMC po- like dealership there. I'm like, what are they about to? Is he going to hijack an AMC? You no, know he is. Because uh, Christopher Lee was driving that car, and I was looking at him was like, is that an AMC Matador? Mm-hmm. Sure enough, it was. <laughs> um, I do like uh, when the sheriff is with Bond in there uh, from. What was it Louisiana? Yeah, Louisiana. Yeah, you like uh, J.W. Pepper. Yeah. I hated it. Now, <laughs> I want to say something about J.W. Pepper. Uh, I hate that character so fucking much. It loops back around, and I actually secretly love him. It's it's just too funny. I love it. I love. Uh, uh, you're not thinking about doing that, boy. I sure am, boy. <laughs> Before he does it, <laughs> that I love. Got me the laugh. I, I, I love when the cops pull up. This year's my jurisdiction, and he like starts talking to them. It's just it like it's so absurd. It's so stupid. It's so out of place. I was like, I guess I love this now. <laughs> but you're right. You're 100 right to hate it. Please don't let me stifle that hatred because it is well found. I want to bring something up because there was a lot of threading the line of being racist with jw pepper i don't know this term but why they kept on calling them heads pointy yeah yeah is that a term or did they just not want him to say an actual racist term like is it like slant eyes is what i was thinking yeah let me look but (laughs) there's one part where like the boat seat he's like you always wearing your pajamas outside and all this stuff. That's why you're always be late, late to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, funny. I was laughing. Uh, and then there was uh, one part where the kid was like selling the elephant, and he's like, "Elephant, we're Democrats." And I'm like, "Hmm, interesting." Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't catch that actually. <laughs> I like that yeah. thing with the kid, right? Kids trying to sell that stupid fucking elephant to everybody, and he's like, go away, go away. And then he gets in James Bond's boat. He's like, elephant, elephant. He's like, fix fix the motor, and I'll, I'll buy your elephant. And then he, he turns that little pickcock valve, and he's like, all right, I'll owe you later. He shoves him out of the boat. He says, if you can get this heap to go any faster, I'll give you, what, 20,000 yeah. bucks or something. He just, like, flips the little thing. He's like, uh, I'll owe you. He's like, bloody tourist! <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that scene went on a little bit too long. I thought um, that one was their boat in half, though. That's funny. That was cool. Yeah, I I thought it was all right. The car the car stuff made up for it for me because I thought that was really good car sequence actually. Yeah, that, yeah. The, the, no, it is. It's it's a really good chase, and it's not just the corkscrew either. Like the whole thing's pretty good. Yeah, the stunt the stunt driving is really good. Like I mean, whoever is driving the AMC can fucking work that car. Yeah, man, he did the reverse fucking turn. Yeah, that, I love that. Oh, I love it Oof, so much. It made me want to like break out Burnout Paradise and like screw around. Just, just oh, I mean, it's so it's so appealing to see. There's yeah. two things I want to say. J.W. Pepper, when they did that corkscrew, by the way, you could tell they took a camera and just had him like land on a, like a black something cloth because he went, yeah. oh, he wasn't actually in the car when they did. The yeah, <laughs> but it was like it was so cheesy because uh, then they like went to the actual scene. I'm like, wait a second. There's a color difference that is a little off, but whatever. Uh, and I kind of want to go back to the first movie with the, the double decker bus thing that was happening when they, the oh, chasing. Yeah. I, I really like that. That's the only thing in the in the first movie that I like. It's a good set piece. Um, but back to here, what do you think of who was the, 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 uh, China men, policeman guy? What was his name? China men, policeman guy. Uh, <laughs> okay. GW pepper. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant something, right? Listen here, Mr. Chinaman police guy. <laughs> the, the guy who got bond out of Hong Kong or whatever. Yeah. I, on, on, uh, IMDb, it just says hip. I think Lieutenant, Lieutenant yeah. hip. Yeah. Lieutenant yeah. hip. Or as M calls him, Lieutenant Hip. Yeah, Lieutenant. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's a good character, right? Or do you hate him? Where are we going? No, no, no. I, I like him. I like yeah. him. Um, I, I like him and his nieces. His, yeah, his his nieces who know karate. I think yeah. he meant kung fu, but whatever. Yeah, he says they <laughs> hey, their father owns a karate school. I was like, karate? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of a missed opportunity. We're all right. I liked mm. his support cast of this movie. I liked the. Uh, Hip and I liked uh, Holly Good Good Night. Yeah, I like Good Night a lot. Or Mary Good Night. Excuse me. I keep wanting to call her Holly for some reason. Is she going to uh, be a reoccurring? By the way. Well, yes and no. Uh, for our purposes, no. However, Good Night is in several of the books. She's a recurring character in the books. Yeah, I noticed that when I was reading up on her. She's mm -hmm. just not in any more movies, I guess. She's in. Um, you only live twice. I think on Her Majesty's Secret Service and The Man with the Golden Gun. Because I've yeah. read those other two, and I haven't read Man with the Golden Gun yet, but I, I assume she's in it because she's in the movie. I like that there. <laughs> when he's getting away from uh, Lieutenant Hip and stuff, and they go in like that slanted uh, destroyer or whatever, the ship. Yeah, uh, the, the Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. And that, like, that's a real ship, by the way. That's actually that's actually hung up and it caught fire in like 1972 or something, and it's just been there since or something. I like that. It was just a fucking base for uh, M and them, and you know, them plotting whatever. Uh, that was that was weird. That tripped me out. That I, I like that. I love those sets. They look so cool. Yeah. Uh, I was happy to see Q again. Yes, uh, like, he. I was. I missed him sorely from the last movie. Yeah. No. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. He wasn't in that at all. Yeah. Like they, he had a longer scene. He kind of like uh, nerded out with another scientist over the fucking bullet and shit. Like, oh, there's more nickel and uh, than gold. It must be India. Oh, I concur. Yeah, it's it's funny because when he's talking to M, it's like Scaramanga. Oh, he was raised in the circus and blah blah blah, and and uh, he's got three nipples and he's a weirdo and he kills people for a million bucks. 
And then they're talking about this guy who makes weapons, you know, something that Bond should know about. And he's like, uh, what? And they're like, it's not a what, it's a who. And they tell him all about this guy who manufactures specialty weapons for, like, KGB agents and also, you know, Western agents. It seems like he should have known who that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, wait, I got my movies messed up. I'm thinking about a few to kill. I'm like, oh, remember that part with the Russian where he goes into the iceberg? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> You should have just said that. We'd be like, "What?" Yeah, I, have, I wouldn't have known what the hell you were talking about because I haven't seen any of these. <laughs> uh, Money Penny's funny, uh, especially. Wait, was was Money Penny the one in the first movie, or is it the second movie where the She's Italian in chick? She and M are in both, but for some reason, Desmond Lulin, whatever his name is, the guy who plays Q, he wasn't in. I don't know if they didn't want him. Maybe they thought, oh, it's a new era for James Bond. Get rid of this Q weirdo. And then they realized they fucked up. But I don't know. For some reason, it's just him missing from Live and Let Die. Mm-hmm. I like that I like that scene in Live and Let Die in the beginning, though, where he's, like, banging that Italian chick or whatever. Yeah. And then him just shows up. And then Money and like he's, he's like, hide in my closet, whatever. And then, yeah, Money Penny comes in and starts covering for her and everything. The way he doesn't catch her. I thought her. it was weird, though. Like, I guess it's implied she's an Italian agent. Yeah. So maybe that's yeah. why he's not supposed to be sleeping with her. But I was like, Bond, you're a fucking adult. M's not your dad. Like, who cares? <laughs> you should be like, oh, I'm fucking this Italian broad. Hang on, let me get rid of her and I'll make you some coffee. Okay. 007, are you smoking doobies in here? <laughs> <laughs> no, dad. <laughs> it's just so weird. But I, um, I brought that up, though, because I also like the scene in here where um, uh, Scaramanga's woman or whatever, I forgot her name. Uh, she she comes to visit Bond at his hotel, but uh, Goodnight was there already, and they were going to have an engagement. And then he just like sh- hide under the bed, sh- shut up, and <laughs> he covers her up. And then she he stuffs her in the closet, and she has just she falls asleep in the fucking closet for two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't and know. Just, I, I got a kick out of her. Yeah, she was she was funny. I just find it funny that like every female agent is like this clumsy. Yeah, she's so it's- comically inept. Yeah. I hate she's got the Solex and she's like, oh, I'm gonna follow the midget. Blah, blah, blah. Also, you're not allowed to use that word. <laughs> it was the 70s, brother. You could still call midgets. I know. <laughs> I, I, I just love that scaring comes up behind her. It's just like, up, oh, you're in the trunk, and then like slams it shut, and he's got that look on his face. It's like, oh, it was easy. <laughs> uh what else? The the karate scene was kind of hokey a little bit, uh, but I found yeah. funny. I, I found it funny. Um, not the part where fucking Roger Moore looks like an idiot, but like when they escape, <laughs> kicks the guy in the face. I yeah. love that part. He's bouncing, he kicks him in the face, and he's just like, "I beat him. Fuck you all." <laughs> and then, like, I don't know if they were watching like the directors of the. When did the Bruce Lee movies come out? By the way, was it around that they same were, time? They were already out, but yeah, they were kung fu movies were getting really popular around this time. They're following a lot of trends I noticed in these two movies. Like first, it was black exploitation stuff. Yeah, and they then, obviously they had to capture the urban demographic. People were calling each other honkies and talking about pit mobiles. And there's we, drugs. You got to remember, these are all the reasons Lazenby's agent was like, "Oh, you don't want to be in Bond movies. You want to be in all these other movies." And then now the James Bond movies are saying, "Ah, shit, we need to like adapt so we can be popular." Yep. Mm. 
Because, I mean, honestly, I, I come down pretty hard on the all the changes they make to the more movies. But if they hadn't made those changes, there's a good possibility that there wouldn't be new James Bond movies. It's true. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying I don't I don't dislike a lot of these elements. Like I the the kung fu thing was that thing was was minor in this movie. Sure. It was just for like 20 minutes or something. Uh, I did think it was weird that they captured him and took him to a kung fu school and dressed him up. To, I'm like, why did they, they just thought he was going <laughs> to participate in this forced tournament and get his ass kicked and he would die? I guess. That's like one of that's one of the ultimate instances of why didn't they just kill him? Because like he's going to stab him with the tridents and yeah. high fats like, no, not here. This is my home. Take him to school. It's like what? No, just take him to like the dock and like. Give him some concrete shoes. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I love when Christopher Lee's character shoots him, by the way. He's like, now I own this business. This is <laughs> I, I love this. He loves that mausoleum and put him in it. That was fucking <laughs> great, man. He was just sitting there talking to it. He was like, I I shouldn't have employed you. I regret this. You're you're an annoyance. He's just sitting there putting his gun together and shit. Mm-hmm. Shoots him. <laughs> it, it it's great. I, I want to say, like, I, I I think Christopher Lee's character is now my favorite Bond villain so far. He's he's definitely in like my top five or three or something. He, he's way up there. I'm really I really like Christopher Lee though. So yeah, it's, it's also the actor. Yeah, yeah. If it was anybody else, it would have been like not as good, probably. <laughs> uh, what else can I say about this film? Uh, you can take back what you said about Nick Nick because he's awesome. Nick Nick was great. Yeah. I don't. I, he, he has his moments. I just. It's so weird seeing him. I like his accent. I like uh, his demeanor. I, it's just. I like a lot of like. Hey, come here. If you kill him, I'll just be mine. I, it's just. It's cool. Follow I me. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's pissed though. He blew up his island, so he wanted to kill him at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then at they're first, on... I, th- I, I gotta say they faked me out in the ending. Like, you know when. Uh, they're on the boat. They get away on the boat after he blows the island up, or Goodnight blows the island up. Actually, she does. <laughs> not Bond. And uh, he's like hiding in the ceiling of the boat, and he's like he comes down, tries to kill him. They have that silly fight where he's throwing shit all in the room. It was weird because it's like the end of the movie. The bad guy's dead, and now there's like a comedy fight. <laughs> yeah, usually it's like a genuine like like clubs trying to like stab you with a poison shoe. Or you know something but, serious, and it's no, it's just this midget hugging hucking wine bottles at him. Tee shows up, the dude with the claw in the last movie. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I like that guy, by the way. I didn't get to say that. Like, I I didn't think the main villain in Live and Let Die was that good. I was actually more interested. No, Tee was good. I like Whispers for some reason. Yeah, the Baron Samedi guy. I yeah, thought Baron Samedi's great. That dude had a ton of charisma, and he barely said anything. Yeah, like, well, which I think was part of like part of his his thing. I don't know. Yeah, but any anyway though, anyway. like they had that comedy fight, and then he just grabs a trunk and shoves him in the trunk. Shoves, no, what are you doing? <laughs> then then he comes back downstairs. And She's like, James, you didn't. And he's like, yes, I did. I guess I bloody well did, I think he says. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm like, did he throw him overboard let him drown in that fucking truck? Like, nope. Yeah, I think that's what's implied. I think that's what you're supposed to think. Yeah, and then it shows him he's up in the, the crow's nest thing. He's like stuck in a net or something. Watch him like a wicker cage or something. <laughs> he's going to burn him. He's going to burn him in a wicker cage. Killing uh, me won't bring back your damn island. Yes. <laughs> I know we've been going back and forth in the movies, but another scene uh, with 
the guy with the arm in the first one. Um, I, I thought what was going to happen with the watch, because the watch is, like, magnetized. I thought he was going to, like, use the watch to, like, I don't know, pull him into... You know the part where uh, he brings him where the alligators are and everything? I thought he was going to, like, pull him into the lake and he's going to get eaten up by the alligators. <laughs> the The rules on his magnetic watch were confusing. I didn't, like, understand... They were a little inconsistent. Like the power of that magnet mm-hmm. seemed to be dependent on well, we need him to get out of this. Plot convenience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, plot convenience. I think they just wanted it to be like, oh, I'm just gonna unzip this girl's dress with my magnet. That's hey, that a cool, cool effect. That's that cool that was a cool that was pretty slick, man. Come on. <laughs> Delicate touch. It was like slick when Scaramanga had fucking good night walk around in a bikini and he's just like well, you're dressed for the occasion. He's like, I like women in a bikini. They can't conceal any weapons. Oh, let's talk about that for a second, <laughs> by the way, with her in a bikini. There's yeah. this like scene where this black dude, this henchman, whatever, that's in the control room, like guarding her. And he's just straight up staring at her ass for about a good five minutes. It. He, he was going to do something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's definitely implied that he's about to do something pretty sinister. So she hits him over the head with a wrench and kills him. Mm-hmm. And blows the island up. And blows the island up. <laughs> I can't let that go. Uh, you know, I, what was what what was the chick in Diamonds Are Forever? I forgot her name already. Uh, oh man, I can't remember. I feel like she was just a way better version of that character, honestly. <laughs> I know she was more funny and she still did things that were helpful. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I get you. I I still have an affinity for Good Night just because, like I said, she's in the books too. But yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't read those books yet. I got a couple, but I'm out of things to say. Unless you guys have any final thoughts about the man with the golden gun that I'm missing. Uh, this movie kicks ass, and it's probably the best Roger Moore movie. There's there's two more competitors to that throne, and I'll decide at the end of them. But uh, going into Roger Moore month. This this is my favorite. So far, this is my favorite. Yeah, it was. I liked it better than Live and Let Die. Um, I was reading about this movie. Do you know somebody stole the golden gun? What? Yeah, like it was on a display somewhere in England, and some guy stole it in two thousand eight, and it's never been recovered. That's fantastic. Apparently, it's worth like eighty thousand fucking pounds or something. I love that. It's <laughs> yeah. Okay. Poor golden gun. So Andy. I just want to make sure I'm getting this right now so I don't look stupid for next week. It said it in the credits. It said what was next in the credits. The Spy Who Loved Me, right? Yes. And remember, we're watching two movies per week so that we can Uh, get through it. Is Moonraker next? Moonraker does show it, and that's 1979. And The Spy Who Loved Me was 1977, so I think I think okay. we got it right this time. All right, we got it right this time. Well, good. good. Once again, we're going to have, if I can recall properly, we're going to have one that's like, eh, and we're going to have one that's like, eh. <laughs> you guys got Google open right now? I, I want to do an experiment with you guys, and I want you to, to tell me why this is in the search uh, when I look it up. So type okay. in on Google, Roger Moore Bond movies in order and then you see like all the pictures of the the movies in order why is the last time i saw paris yeah what the fuck i was like is that a bond movie that i don't know about (laughs) it's it's not the hell 
that's bizarre. Yeah, you're right. That totally does happen. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, though, these are in order. So what happened last time? Oh, I, I put uh, Roger. Uh, I found it. It's my error, by the way. I, I fucked up. I Did wrote you put, Ro like, Roger Mormon or whatever you've been putting. <laughs> I put <laughs> no. I put Roger Moore Bond movies, and if you if you type that in Google, everything is out of order. Okay, okay, okay. Because you can see "Live and Let uh, Die" is number one, and then "A View to Kill" is at <laughs> number two. What's with the cover to "Live and Let Die" they have on there? Like that, that doesn't even look like him. It's weird. It almost looks like Lazenby in that shot. It looks like Lazenby aged 20 years. <laughs> Wishful thinking on someone else's part. Yeah. And by the way, uh, with the Roger Moore and Bond movies in order, uh, it's missing Octopussy. Yeah, it's not even on here, but the last time I fucking saw Paris was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Google's confused, whatever. Welcome yeah. to Googlecast, where we discuss Google results. So remember, The Spy Who Loves Me and Moonraker. So those are the next two Roger Moore movies. I'm kind of um, looking forward to Moon, Moonraker because I always thought that premise was insane. It's time, guys. Jaws <laughs> is about to turn up. Mm-hmm. So uh, look forward to that. Remember to watch those movies. They are free on Amazon Prime right now. So See, they're uh, doing the thing. They're continuing the November tradition. Mm-hmm. I was actually... It. I was actually happy because I was like, man, am I going to have to fucking rent all these Roger Moore movies? And I'm like, hell yeah, they're all on fucking free on Prime. So remember to watch it. Come back here. We will talk about it. Uh, news wise, nothing really happening besides election time. And nobody really wants to talk about that shit. Um, next week is new gen systems. Uh, I almost said October 10th. November 10th is Xbox and November 12th is PlayStation, so uh, be ready. Um, You'll probably you talk wanna... a little bit about that the following week, right? Yeah, I, I'll yeah. tell you if it, the hype is overhyped, I guess we'll say, yeah. as, as far as the power. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you want to catch our podcast, like Big Trouble Little Podcast, the Nemesis Project, which we did delay again because I wasn't feeling well, um, we are going to be doing it this Thursday uh, with the Resident Evil books. Uh, getting some color, accelerated gamer. Uh, make sure you type in the Nerd Review Network on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Red Circle. Uh, if you type that in the Nerd Review Network, uh, you'll catch all our podcasts on there. But until next time, everybody, see you later. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Okay.